¡Ándale! ¡Sí, señor! ¡Ay, ay, ay, ay! Ah, bienvenidos and welcome to officially the off-season edition of the Familia FFP podcast. It's the off-season. It is the off-season, right? Oh, my it God. It is officially the off-season. And what? today, this, this is the crudo edition, the Super Bowl hangover of the uh, of the FamiliaFFP.com podcast. I'm Jorge Georgi Martin. Primos are in the house. Hector Reyes, Ricky Torres. ¿Cómo estamos, boys? What's up? Good. Good. Else? I didn't lose my shirt, so <laughs> hangover free. Uh, I think I'm okay. Everybody I did go had... to bed early last night, though. So, oh man, well, yeah, everybody. Every, well, you know, who needs some menudo? Nico, you need some menudo? Uh, I'm okay now. Uh, you know, I uh, I ate a lot of chicken wings left over. So, <laughs> <laughs> and Primo, Greggy, Greg, did you have uh, what was your uh, uh, hangover uh, cure remedy of choice? Uh, well, I fell asleep with my clothes on. Oh, there you go. Uh, and I uh, woke up. My cat wasn't home. We had to figure out it got locked in a neighbor's garage. Oh, my God. And then I woke up, let the cat in. And then I go, I just needed a few more hours. So I slept in until about 11 o'clock. I oh, was real. I got to love it. All you that the same clothes for four days? Is that what's going all on? All that tequila <laughs> that I'd been drinking over the weeks, like I'll each bottle of the week. I just had to finish all those. It just had to make sense that, you know, we well, yeah, yeah, need to do those so, little housekeeping. Sure. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, but i feel good now some advil throughout the day Fucking, let's do this oh yeah. and that's yeah. why this is a, the crudo edition of the super bowl of the, of the super bowl podcast well guys uh to say that it was a letdown would would be kind of understatement an of the year <laughs> understatement of the year is this is a bad this is a bad game i mean it was it was tied for i mean it was you know uh, how long how long was there was it was it you know were there was there not any scoring happening i mean there was oh well definitely the whole yeah fourth quarter right no no one scored in fourth quarter yeah the first quarter and and kansas city started with the ball in the fourth quarter like right there in the red zone and they still couldn't do anything well first let's let let, let's talk let's give it up for the goat the goat. i mean he i don't i don't even want to did did he have an amazing game. No, I feel like I I'm just bitter because I think Gronk should have gotten MVP. Uh, you know, I mean that 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 in itself is a great story. So I mean, yeah, the the two touchdowns. I mean, he he was great. I mean, uh, and I still blocking. Th- I, I I heard the announcers talking about him. Oh, he you know Gronk sprung him and Gronk sprung him and great Gronk you know great block by Gronk right there and. You know what I mean? I, 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 it seemed like I was hearing that pretty frequently, so I, I don't know. I, I, I think I didn't really think about it, but you know, now that Rick brings it up, I, uh, I have to say, I, I, I only cared nice. because I had money on the. Oh, fa- then you're I might have. Never, never mind. I might have. <laughs> never mind. Uh, had money that a tight end would be MVP. Rumor Ooh. had it that there was a. And you, and if it was, I also had money that the first thing that the MVP said or thanked would be. Uh, the city so that's what i thought you know if gronk goes up there first he's gonna be like is what up tampa bay so <laughs> oh that would oh exactly it, exactly. it didn't happen for me especially because they're in tampa bay but ah uh, i loved the stupid little prop bets like that that's where my fun came for the super bowl well i think with brady i mean in a game where nothing really happened it's kind of like the stock market crash you know, everything's terrible, but if you had the one stock that didn't do anything, really, you were in love. And that's what Brady did. He did everything just right. You know, no, yeah. no mistakes. And that's what you need in a game like this. This is true. Game, game manager. He was the game manager. It was a really well-balanced game, you know. Um, they had 200 yards, eight incompletions, no picks. Uh, a lot of short passes, though. I mean, there was nothing downfield. Dink and dunk, yeah. You know what I mean? So it was really conservative and – it reminded me of the old uh, West Coast days in the Niners when they just a little screen pass here, a little tight end, a little quick hitter. Uh, Jerry Rice, yeah. quick slant across the middle. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, yeah, just hitting those little shots. And, and yeah, that was the thing. It wasn't, uh, yeah, there were no big shots taken. I mean, it was uh, on either side. And uh, I mean, we'll get into Mahomes in a second, what he, what he was dealing with. But, uh, you know, I will say for me, like, and I put this out on Twitter uh, yesterday was the, the, what showed me the level of greatness that we were talking about was 
Tom Brady, seven Super Bowl wins in 10 games. Babe Ruth had seven World Series wins in 10 times mm. in, the, in, in the big dance. So it's just like that to Tom me. Brady just, cheated for one of those, though. So, uh, <laughs> he and he faced penalties. And how do you feel about the Astros? Because I know how I, how I would feel about it. <laughs> hey, hey, whatever. I'm, I just, I, Tom Brady's knocked the Chargers out of the playoffs. It, I just have so much animosity. Is that the word? How yeah. I feel towards him? Yeah. I just can't celebrate him ever. I'll celebrate his retirement. Uh, well, well, you'll be, you'll be celebrating like in 10 years, his retirement. So right, uh, he, he already said he wants to play past 45 and shoot. I mean, he had 40 TDs this year and he was fantastic, but I mean, the game itself, uh, it, it's funny. I think we were texting back and forth yesterday that somebody had the, the over under at 6.5 for punts and they had three in the first quarter. <laughs> we're like, we're good. We're almost there. And they ended up with only seven on the game, Ooh, so. well. which, which is enough. Yeah, that's enough. That covered crazy. Uh, Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, you know, let's get into thoughts on, uh, you know, on the Tampa Bay side of the house first. I mean, we're we're, because this show is going to be pretty much wrapping up the Super Bowl, a little bit of look ahead, but really just wrapping up the Super Bowl. I mean, we talked about uh, Brady. I mean, how much was Gronk a surprise, but then maybe he wasn't really a surprise. I don't think he was a surprise. I mean, I mean, if you've watched enough videos, you know, these guys are just like homies. You know what I mean? Like this video, there was a recent video that I think they were like getting off a plane or something. And, you know, like, you know, Tom Brady's like got a big smile on his face. He's taking like a selfie video and Gronk's behind him, like being a clown. Like these guys are like best friends. You know, you could tell like, these guys are like really, really tight. So, I mean, and, and these guys are like, you know, they're just, they're just having fun, you know? And when you get to be that age, you know, it's just like, if, if it's like, if, it's like, if one of you guys is on, if, it's like if I'm Tom Brady and one of you guys is on my team, like I'm making sure you guys get one or two touchdowns. You know what I mean? That says, I'm just going to make it happen. You know? So it's, I, I didn't see that as a, as a shocker at all. You know, that, that, that's why I picked him as a, you know, to captain, you know, some of my, my DFS, uh, you know, lineups. Cause I just had a feeling like I just had this gut feeling that, Brady's just going to look for him and, and find him. And sure enough, they're, you know, he got two TDs. And Greggy, Greg, I know you were, uh, you were high on Gronk because of a certain effect. Yeah. The, uh, we, what did I call it? The Antonio Brown effect, right? Yep. Super simple. Uh, takes him out of that, uh, you know, great, that two tight end look uh, where Gronk was definitely, you know, I mean, you saw him being a great blocker, but with Antonio Brown, back in the lineup uh it opens up Gronk to get out and uh, sure enough uh, I mean, they had the plays ready around the end zone too right um how many of those were that wink wink or was it the whether or not there was audibles uh coming out there there was just the plays that were there uh it was a beautiful thing to watch that's for sure and what about Leonard Fournette 89 yards now here's the here, here was the, Peter King pointed this out on his football morning in America column he said the, the touchdowns were were by Gronk, Antonio Brown, and Leonard Fournette. All of them were free agent or you know acquisitions that were not with the team when Brady signed, and they were all guys that Brady, you know, ba- pounded the drum for. Wow! And how amazing is that? Those were the guys that that did everything. I mean, Fournette. I, I think he made himself some money yesterday. Yep, for, for sure. Going into free agency. Oh yeah. So, I mean, he was a stud coming out of LSU. So this is, it kind of, it's kind of like full circle. Like, wow, this guy's really good. Like, you know, he was a stud at LSU and, you know, now he, you know, he's, he's a Super Bowl champ. He, you know, he went for what, like a hundred and almost 140 yards combined in the Super Bowl. You know, he's got a ring, you know, he scored a TD in the Super Bowl. He's had an awesome, you know, the end of the season, this guy was just on fire. He's got, you know, averaging like a hundred yards a game. So yeah, to your point, yeah, for sure. He's, his value, you know, that arrow is pointing way, way up right now for Leonard Fournette, man. He's, good things are coming for him. And how big of a shocker was it that, you know, Mike Evans only had one reception and, and Chris Godwin only had two, two receptions for nine yards? No, you know, one thing I noticed this in listening to interviews was uh, it's this whole thing with Brady coming in. I don't know if it's because he's got this kind of football god effect or what, but you didn't see people complain. I mean, Evans, which used to always complain, he seemed to be happy just to be there and to catch a ball. And he was very supportive. Like none of these guys are, they were playing like a team and they, I don't think any of them cared who scored the touchdown as long as they won. And then the defense, who is it? Uh, who's the big lineman in the defense? Uh, uh, 
oh, was it Shaq Barrett or uh, or uh, J- John Pierre, uh, J.P. Pierre Paul. Pierre Paul? The Dominic oh, Sue. Sal. Uh, oh, Dominic and Sue. Sue. And Dominic yeah, and Sue. John Dominic and Sue, yeah. Sorry. He used to be a big mouth, this, this, and that. And this all season, he's just been quiet doing his job. And just, you know, everyone's very humble on this team now. You know, and A.B., you know, of all of them, he's just quiet. And I'm sure he's happy as heck just to get that one touchdown, you know. You know, and he, you know, he's very grateful for that. So that whole team just kind of, I think, came together and it's like an old high school team. Like, you know, everyone's trying really hard, but they want to win as a team. So that was kind of cool watching that. I will give them credit for that. So that, that's the Brady effect. I mean, you know, Brady's like the Zen Maybe. master, you know, that, that's, mm-hmm. that's part of, that's part of, you know, what, what, you know, what makes, what, what has made him great. And, and even, you know, more recently, like, like George said, you know, this guy recruited, obviously, you know, these guys, you know, to, to, to come over. Uh, and then he's like, he's like Phil Jackson, you know, the Zen master, like you get everyone to shut up, pay attention and I'll lead you to the promised land. Everyone's like, okay, yes. You know, whatever, whatever Tom Brady says. And, and yeah, they, they act like it. And, you know, they're all true professionals finally. And, and, and there you go. They, they, they win a championship. So, I mean, if you're full of hot air, he knows how to deflate you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, I think the beauty of the game is that I think we all figured Tampa Bay was going to get 30 points, right? I mean, that's that's no secret. It the whole surprise, right? When you're looking at KC and and not getting the points was due to the how that pass rush is coming in. Again, I I was watching again. I'm sitting out front with the barbecue, the tequila, and on watching on my iPad with my buddy, socially distanced, of course, and. And I'm thinking, wow, they're they're rushing, they're bull rushing from the left. They're going up the middle. It was just like a, it was like a game of tag in the neighborhood, right? It was like just go get them. And it's just like all, it just seemed like there was guys just following around, and he was always on the move. It was quite something to watch. I can't wait to watch the, uh, the replay. It, it really, it was one of those games where. I mean, I'm watching it. It kind of reminded me a little bit of the game where um, Peyton Manning was with the Broncos and and against Seahawks, and they came in with this high flying reputation. They were the best team, and 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 the Seahawks just punched them in the mouth and took them out of the game. Just took them totally out of the game. I mean, I thought that the, that Mahomes was going to do a lot of quick throws. You know, just that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah and it made sense. Yeah, did not happen. No hitting guys in stride, and nothing, and that that just shocked me. That completely shocked me. It felt like Andy Reid, who's you know, so many of us look at him as a genius. And he had nothing, and you know, it was God. It was all those guys. Nico, you nailed it. Those linemen, and and I saw something that uh, saw a stat that they the the Bucks only blitzed four times the whole game. So they did all of that with four rushers because they were just dropping in, they, they were dropping in, in coverage and I couldn't believe it. I felt bad. I, I actually at one point put on Twitter. It's like, if I, I, I wish they would just, somebody would throw in the, a coach would throw in the towel and save, uh, save Mahomes. Yeah. When and they it, did blitz, they would, you know, two, two quarters are coming in and, you know, 15 yard sack. It's like, Oh my God, that was a beautiful call. So amazing amazing and uh, you know i will say so i mean uh, you know when you guys talk about like who could have been the the mvp i thought the whole defense could have been the mvp yeah like, they were just so good devin white just there, there there was also a fun story that that uh involving devin white and, and tom brady were you know they announced it was in december or or december early january that they announced the the pro bowl rosters and devin white was like upset that he was left off the roster because he thought he, 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 he was deserving. And Tom Brady went over to him and said, hey, you know what? We're not worried about that bowl game. We're worried about the big bowl game. Get us, let's get a title. Let's get a title. We need you to get this title together. And, you know, what happens? This guy balls out. And, and that's the Brady effect. That, I mean, heck, you were talking about that. Just mm-hmm. incredible, mm-hmm. the Brady effect. I, Mahomes, I mean, let's talk about Mahomes. I, I saw a crazy, I, I, I did a little looking up. The last time he did not throw a TD was September 29 of 2019, week four. And he threw for 315 yards that day. I mean, it, it just, oh, I, I felt bad for him. Just felt bad for him. Only the third time in Super Bowl history that, zero t- that a team scored zero TDs. So wow. he had some That's amazing crazy. throws. They he had that one where he had the best incompletions. Yeah, the <laughs> best, the best looking the ones. greatest incompletions uh, in Super Bowl even, history. Even Kelsey dropped like a key first down. Yep. Uh, so it is it is rough to watch, but and, and the whole time when you're watching it, you're like, 
this isn't supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, are we going to talk about flags or is that for another? Is that for Go another, for it. Vamonos, for vamonos. Do it. I don't have the numbers. I would love to see the disparity. Oh, what I do know was at halftime, I got in my car and I went to go pick up some cigars because I'm like 10 minutes away from, uh, from where I was at. And uh, I was listening to NFL radio on XM and I don't know what the record was, but one of the uh, one of the guys on on uh, on XM Radio said that there was some there was some kind of I would love to look it up. Some record was set for flags for a Super Bowl in the first half. I don't know what the record is or what it was. I can't remember exactly what the guy said, but he said that some kind of record was set in that first half with flags in a Super Bowl. And I, and and it, it, and and then you know I came I got back and I had my cigars and we're watching the second half. And I was watching, you know, the, the game hadn't quite yet started, but you know, some of the some of the uh, some of the talking heads were were like, man, they're just throwing a lot of laundry. That, that you know, this everyone was like, there's like a consensus. Let them play. Let them play. It's a Super Bowl. Let them play. But man, it just seemed like, you know, I, obviously Tampa Bay's defense was just like overpowering, and and you, you just, I'm not saying that flags were any kind of excuse. But man, they threw a lot of flags that first half. That that it, that really took took things kind of out of rhythm, and it was just kind of hard to watch. So many flags getting thrown, especially on a few balls that really seemed uncatchable. I mean, I think Brady threw one ball like 15 rows up in the stands, and they caught. They, you know, they still threw. It, it was like, come on, man. Oh, I remember Crazy. that one. Yeah. That was the one where they he practically te- he like clipped the guy's leg and you know it's like, yes. it looked like yeah he t- and that's what i was thinking too i was like he wasn't gonna get that no he barely clicked his foot like they're both looking at the ball like it's incidental yeah and, then, uh, and they were, the kelsey they think there was one where kelsey had a drop or the third down or something he was just getting manhandled and and where where, where or, or i think he was getting manhandled it was third down and and short and the guy was just draped all over kelsey but he made the catch so there was no flag but i was just like wow i mean the, kelsey's wearing this guy and and just because he made the catch, it's like they didn't throw the flag. So it was. It just seemed there was some some disparity there, and I would love to see the, what the stat, the final stat for flags for and against KC. But man, it it, it just yeah. really seemed that it this was a little lopsided. heard about the Super Bowl conspiracy man. first. Well, officially, it, officially, it was eleven penalties for KC and four for Tampa Bay. Yeah. See, I mean, it just. So, it, 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 I'll say it's. I'll just say that's interesting. For a Super Bowl, where because what was it? What, what was the game? The, the 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 Green Bay game. I mean, that just seemed that it was that was fun to watch because man, both teams were. It was like knuckle punching, just like you know, punch to the to the gut. Like those guys were going at it, and they were draped all over each other. There was holding going on all game long, but the refs were letting them play because both teams were doing it to each other. So it seemed like that was cool. Like you know those unwritten rules. Like you know what this you know. And then there was the play at the end where the guy ripped his shirt off practically so i guess they had to call that one but it just you know sometimes you just gotta let them play man it's, it's you know it's, it's it's the it's the title fight you know tyson holyfield just you know let, let him go a little bit you know until somebody gets their ears bit right off, yeah so. well there's there, there's that <laughs> yeah, there, there is that when it's when it's so blatant that your ear gets bitten off then you gotta call it <laughs> uh i i will say i think ricky you talked about like some of the throws that that uh mahomes made that it was just like come on the guy the guy needed to make a play to me nothing said that more than the one where he's like literally like inches off the ground and he he flings the ball sidearms it's, like it. it's like a madden Nuts. play oh like totally Dan, like Dan quisenberry like, from the royals in like yes. 1985 royals Dan like a glitch in the madden game yep <laughs> And it hits him and it hits him in, you know, it hits him in the hands and it goes through his hands off the face mask. Daryl Williams in the end zone. That was insane. Oh, this. And I think that was a a couple of those pirouette tosses where he's spinning around a couple of times and there it goes. And then sure enough, it's like, it's like the the one at the end is at the corner (laughs) of the end zone and the guy dove for it and it just, it hit the pylon. Oh. That's how good of a throw. It's like it was. the discus. Like, like Mahomes would be really good, like in a discus, like in the Olympics. I bet he'd be good at anything he'd do. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be Cortas. 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 The, the, the hammer oh. throw. Like, you know, track and field. The track and field game in the arcades back in the old days, man. When you had like put a pencil between your fingers and you would like hit the buttons and then you you throw the javelin and stuff. That was super old school we're going back to like but the, there was a lot of ones uh he threw the ball and hit people in the face mask and they dropped it and i yeah. which came before during the playoffs it was the same thing it's like why can't you catch ball you know but it's like 
you know, face masks, that's tough because you can't really see that, right? No, you can't. <laughs> you can't see the ball hitting you in the eye. So... <laughs> 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 Who can see that? <laughs> I had something so... in my eye. Yeah, the football. Oh, yeah, that... you got a football in your Ay, eye. Dios mio. Ay, Dios mio. Eso duele. So yes. any any worries about, I mean, we, we've talked about the hangover. And Ricky, you predicted the, the 49ers having like the Super Bowl hangover from hell for this year. Any worries about like a Mahomes Kelsey Hill having their own Super Bowl crudo, their whole, their own hangover, the the loser I, hangover? I think it's gonna start off the season like that. Uh, you might see. I don't know if you'll see any of their ADP go down, but I would think the beginning of the season you might see them start off slow. But I mean, this is Kansas City. They're so young. They're they're super talented. Uh, they're nothing like uh, the Niners from last year. The Niners just sucked. Uh, but I, I don't know I, because Mahomes is also the guy who defied the Madden curse. So now I'm like, maybe he can shake this off too. But Georgia, you're the one that did research on it and everything. You're the one that knows the actual numbers on it. Well, I, didn't, I didn't get the numbers, but um, Sports Illustrated did a did a full on cover story on kind of like the Super Bowl hangover. And uh, while it, it a big a big part of the hangover is the fact that when a team wins or even goes to the Super Bowl and loses, they had everything go right for them. The ball bounced right for them. They, they had, they had guys have healthy seasons and then something happens the next season and it's usually injury related. So that was, that was the thing. But what they found was that a lot of teams and it's not just the winning teams, it's the, the losing teams. But they found, I think it was like three quarters of the teams that, that uh, lost the Super Bowl didn't even make the playoffs the next year. And wow. then it, w- it was more like 50-50 on the Super Bowl winners if you're, if you're not talking about New England teams. So, you know, you get, you get the goat out of, the, out of there. But, um, you know, they used Philadelphia as a, great, as a prime example. When they won, everything went right for them. And then the next year, they started to get injuries on their offensive line, injuries on their defense. And it just it's so uh, – to me, the thing that, that makes, New, uh, makes Kansas City seem almost – you know, is I'm not going to say immune, but just uh, they might be able to weather this is the fact that you got like – you know, a three-headed monster of Mahomes, Kelsey, and Kittle, who are just so damn good, and you know, may, maybe they're just good enough to just supplant it. So, sort of like, yeah, I mean, they 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 got two hundred yards, Kelsey and Hill over over two hundred yards total. So, I think you know, I don't think there's any worry there at at all. Yeah, on the season, I I I, I don't see. They it. need I mean, to fix their running game, though. I get yeah. it, like. Ceh is just a rookie. That's what I'll give him for now. Jamal, bring Jamal Charles back, maybe. No. They just need to develop <laughs> a better run game. Otherwise, we saw what happens when, when you have nothing. They had nothing yesterday. They had no uh, screen passes they were able to do. No play action that was able to work. Like nothing. So that's what sucks. Cause I really want them to win. Well, it was, it was so much of the offensive line. The offensive line was so banged up and they were just, those guys became turnstiles. And that, mm-hmm. that, and, that and that's the thing. I, I, that's where I'm going to keep an eye on. Uh, and, you know, Familia, I always uh, promise you this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the boring stuff and keep an eye on the, the offensive linemen. Uh, maybe we could get an offensive lineman expert or two talking, uh, talking during the, uh, talking to us during the off season that we can, uh, you know, kind of see did, you know, to me, the big thing is, does Eric Fisher come back from his injury? So, I mean, an Achilles, it'll be, you know, sometimes they take six to nine months to, to get back from it. Oh, yeah, you know? that's a good, that's almost a good year. Sometimes yeah. it's a whole year. So, yeah. Exactly. And, and this is a 300-pound guy. So, is it mm-hmm. longer for a big person? <laughs> so, that's, you know, that, that's, that's something to keep in mind. And, you know, do they invest in the offensive line? To me, that's the most important thing because you got to keep the prints, you know, upright. Because that, that, that's what we saw that, that, that it's, uh, you know, you don't, you don't protect him and it's just going it, to, it's going to go all out to mm-hmm, the crapper, mm-hmm. out yep. to the crapper. But would anybody, uh, would anybody draft another quarterback ahead of Mahomes? Any of you guys? Uh, I'll tell you what, I think, I think no. the, in general, the price for quarterbacks is going to go down because the supply is so big now. So people aren't going to do Mahomes first right away 
but they will wait till like the second or third round, if not more, because they know, okay, Mahomes is great, but you still got Watson. You still have uh, the, what's his name? Josh Allen. Murray. You have Josh Allen. You have all these other quarterbacks now that now are right behind Mahomes as far as dominance. And it, it dilutes the numbers for uh, Mahomes so that it's like, you get a good quarterback. You get a good quarterback. You, it's, no one wants to waste their money anymore because Mahomes isn't in a field of, on his own. He now has like five or six guys that can do Mahomes-like numbers. Did you just call Oprah? Yes, I was. That's why I was like, <laughs> "You get a car. You. you get a car. You get a car." <laughs> well, we're gonna. You know, that's what how I'm... it felt this year with, with with all the quarterbacks. Like all the young ones were just throwing it. Besides, and Lamar Jackson was not Lamar Jackson this year. So imagine him next year being able to go back to his his level. It, there's going to be so many great quarterbacks that can just pop off for 30, 40 points. The one, the one thing that, that is very true, and we're going to get into that in a, in a future episode because the quarterbacks is going to be I, – I actually think the, the draft position of quarterbacks is going to, is, is going to get earlier for some. Not, 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 not a lot of them, but there's going to be – I think there's going to be a six or seven – that you got to take by like the sixth round, you know, fifth, I just sixth feel round. like there's so much value in waiting now in quarterback before there wasn't like right now, there's no value in waiting for tight end. You have to get one of the top two tight ends. Right. Uh, but now, yeah, for quarterbacks, it's like, Oh, I didn't get him. Cool. I'll get Deshaun Watson on this new amazing dream team that he's going to go to. <laughs> that's going to be another thing that we're going to be following in the off season. But, oh. uh, but yeah, that's, that, that's the thing. I mean, like Mahomes. uh, Mahomes is so great, but like he got caught by Josh Allen this year and he got caught by, you know, maybe does he, does Kyler Murray have a, uh, take another step up this year, you know, where he has a full season, like he had the first eight games, uh, you know, seven, eight games where he was just QB one by, by a mile. So that's, that's going to be an interesting thing. You know, we, um, you get Jalen Hurts. There's so yeah. many Tua. like there's so many new aspects to next season. It's exciting. Let's get there already. And yeah. your boy and your boy, Ricky. Herbert. Ooh. Guys, guys, thank you. Thank you. Cry, cry me uh, Herbert. But it's rookie of the year. Yes. Herbert. So, and, and yes, Herbert, he is. Herbert. He is the reason why I'm going to pick this chargers in the super bowl next year we'll talk about that later we're gonna get money on that you put money on that (laughs) probably you know what a lot of softwares are going to the super bowl 20 bitcoin 20 bitcoin (laughs) 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 so i I got a question for you hector is ceh you were the ceh owner in our familia league i was uh not not he i think we're all in agreement he's not a first round pick could he be a sleeper next year um, well, I mean, I guess it depends what you mean by sleeper. I mean, people kind of are, are aware of, 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 of what he's capable of. I mean, even with a banged up O-line yesterday, I mean, he still went for what, 87 yards, you know, with, with, you know, going up against that stout type of Bay line. So Sounds I mean, like the, the, my wording. <laughs> I, I, I like CEH. I mean, when he, when he was healthy, the, the guy, the guy's rumbling, stumbling, bumbling. I mean, there were, there was a play. If you, if you remember it during the game yesterday where he, he was, he was, he was stood up for like, you know, a four yard gain. And next thing you know, he's just like plowing his way through and he, he ends up getting like maybe three or four more just on, you know, this effort. So, I mean, I, I, I like him. I mean, he's, he's tough where, you know, where, you know, we, we talk about value a lot, you know, where, where, where is he a good value? I mean, uh, he, he's going to be a good value somewhere. I, I don't know. You know, I, I got to, you know, plug in some numbers and do some hashtag research and figure out where yeah where, i would think it would take you a few minutes yeah where's he uh, gonna be where's he gonna be a good value he's gonna be i picked the first round number seven you know this past year obviously that's not gonna happen you know next year but uh yeah the, the guy's solid and you know on a, on a on a on a great offense you know but you know obviously if casey's offense gets shut down you know at any point during the year the way they did yet you know yesterday's game i mean that's it's gonna make things interesting i mean we, we already know that he 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 could have done a lot more probably on a different team. He would have done a lot better. You know, I, I think, you know, we don't, we all know Casey's very pass heavy offense. So, but I'll see where he ends up. If I end up with a chance to pick him up at a, at a, at a good value, I, I would have a problem picking him up again. You know, the guy can, the guy can definitely get some points and, you know, having one year under his belt, you know, why not? 
Yeah, I don't I don't see him sneaking past the third round because people are going to be looking at the fact that he's still in the Kansas City offense. Exactly. And exactly. I, I, it, it, it's the, all about what they do at the line, Georgie. Yep. It's all about what they do at the line. Yep. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about let, let's talk about how we did. DFS. Greggy oh, Greggy. $8. $8. <laughs> Well, I was going to start with our adopted primo, Greggy Greg. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's all I want. So that's, that, that's all for me. <laughs> so that's my story. <laughs> that's my story. <laughs> yeah, I had a couple, you know, I got won a couple bills, but, uh, you know, obviously one as big as I wanted it to be, but I'm okay. I was able to, uh, you know, it was, it was weird. I was so fired up. I'm like, man, I'm going to be able to do so many flash drafts. And, you know, because I'm not going to have a party to host. I'm not going to worry about whether the chips need to be replenished, you know. So, um, yeah, I, just, I, I hit, I did, I did more in that first quarter leading up to it. I, did, I think I did like nine and I think I hit like three of them, you know, so it wasn't much. And then the second quarter, I dribbled in a little bit, third quarter, nothing. And then the fourth quarter, I'm trying to get in. I don't know if something was happening with DraftKings. I don't know what was going on, but I only had one lineup um, and I just went all in, all the way up to like a hundred bucks and ended up taking a little bit home. I think that saved my my evening and then i had a fourth quarter tournament where i was able to just sort of pick the i think i had fournette and jones um just sort of as a running game in the middle of my homes i still couldn't believe we couldn't put it in the end zone it was just uh, absolutely just crazy i just it's just it's, it's mind-blowing right that even he couldn't get in the end zone exactly but um you know yeah so but it was a good day i was really happy with the whole uh the gronk and the uh the ab uh sort of situation you saw that coming in uh the running game, I don't think that was too much of a surprise. We knew that if they got it going, that they could get it. So it's just a well-balanced team. And, I mean, honestly, you, you're probably thinking, uh-oh, we're going to put them in next year too. So, But uh, I had fun. Uh, ultimately, I was outside, like I said, on my iPad. I was doing more tequila and more barbecue than I was <laughs> on the game. Uh, so, But, you know, I had I had a little bit. I started out with 25 millionaire lineups, and then I pulled 11 of them back. Just because it was just had this little bit of this and kickers or a, a Watkins. You make like one or two a day for a couple of weeks, and then you realize well, your mind is just changed. So you got to you got to clear those up a little bit. But uh, you know, I'm excited for next year. Yeah, it was um, funny. Um, on um, they talked about the whole uh, DraftKings, and I guess their servers got overwhelmed, so they shut down for a while. And everyone was just angry because they were doing those quarters, like you said. It was kind of like game stocking, you know, Robin Hood. Yeah. Like no one could, you know, buy the stock. <laughs> like, ah, no, million, you know. that's yeah, crazy. I, got, I actually, I actually got timed. The timing worked out where during a commercial break, I actually missed most of the commercials yesterday because I was either checking my DraftKings or doing live tweeting, or I, I was trying to do a, a, a flash draft. And, a, and I think on, for the in the third quarter, it coincided with a commercial break, and I was just boom, there goes a flash draft, and that was the only one that won for me. <laughs> so that was uh yeah that, that was thank you to uh hill and kelsey and mahomes trying to play catch up there at the end yeah i think this is like the i, I, don't, I don't know I, you know this is my first year doing you know dfs and maybe you can speak on this greg does it feel like it the, like it's it's like a like a snowball effect i mean do, do you feel like there's like so much more interest in in daily fantasy this year than ever before because it just I mean, it just seems like it's it's this this train ain't stopping. You know, it just seems like this. It's got to be COVID too, it, heck. I mean, everyone's no, there no, no, no. It's board. gambling. <laughs> this is this it's is gambling, gambling too. But I feel like people are at home. They're on their computers a lot more right now. They're and that's what you know started with the whole Robin Hood thing. Now it's on DraftKings and yeah. But I think fantasy football is already a billion dollar industry. I think. You know, I've been, you know, we like us, we've been doing fantasy for 10 years in our league. And this is the first time that I've ever been exposed to daily fantasy, like uh, you know, on a serious level, like yeah, actually studying it and understanding it. And I, it just, it just feels like to me, and, you know, maybe just, uh, you know, outside coming in. <laughs> I'm going to start it's, that exposing it's just, you to more things. Getting, right? it's getting, it's life. getting, what, what do you think, Greg? Does, does that make sense? Or does, does this, is it becoming like a, a huge, like a juggernaut kind of thing? Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's just getting warmed up, you know? Yeah. But, you know, my history and Hector, you're right too. Uh, you know, as far as Ricky, I think uh, you brought it up that uh, we're talking uh, COVID. Sure. People are home now. That makes a lot of sense for the growth. Um, the, they went IPO this year. So that gave them a lot of notoriety as well. Uh, so the gaming industry is moving forward. We got a legal, uh, legalization in, uh, I don't know how many states, maybe 20 states now in the United States. And once that gets legalized, 
what we do is what's called peer-to-peer gaming, right? Mm-hmm. So that's legal, right? Um, but peer-to-casino is not good. That's like, but it's all gambling. Don't, don't get me wrong. You're gambling either against a casino or you're gambling against another person. And DraftKings happens to take the juice when you bet against somebody else. So that's right. how it's different. Right. It's, I mean, when my dad taught me fantasy football back in the 70s, and he asked me to take the league over, you know, like five or six years ago, that was an easy no, because like it was, I had already got introduced to DraftKings and I went from having to go season long to get one payoff. I needed, I had to go five months to get paid when, when now DraftKings has shown me, Hey, you can get paid after four days. And then they went down to a single game and now it's down to a single quarter. Next thing you know, it's going to be on place. So you're going to be betting. Is that a run or a pass? I know it. You know what I mean? It's going to be. For sure. For sure. You know, so it's it's got nothing but growth. There are so many other companies out there. Uh, I played a little No House Advantage. Uh, I played a little, um, which is like a multi-prop betting, where you bet like, uh, pick like eight props, and then the best of you and 200 people or whatever can win. I didn't win any of those. Um, I had um, then a monkey knife fight um yep. is another uh peer-to-peer uh sort of prop thing where i i think i took the under 160 yards for mahomes and 147 uh for brady and i hit like a three to one parlay on that or something so th- there are so many more things that are going to be coming out and finding the advantage so i heard on uh, awesome today that there's this new company called Superdraft. Um, and I haven't played Superdraft yet, but Superdraft has given you great prop opportunities on NBA or other sports right now. But the but the odds are so good that they make some easy ones so you get over so you see how to win. And they're just throwing some like you know softballs out there for you guys to crush. So um, the game is going to be DraftKings is one thing, but it's literally just getting warmed up for sure. Awesome, that's awesome. Yeah, and the casinos. I mean, you can watch a game. You can pay. For, you can put a bit on the game. Mm-hmm. sit around for two and a half hours, you know, yeah. and the casino's got to wait to either take your money or pay you. But if, if you're, they'd rather have you on the blackjack table playing constantly. So mm-hmm. I think that's what's mm-hmm. going to happen here. That's might be for every game, not just the Super Bowl. So I think that'll be next too. Yeah. And then speaking of casinos, Nico, the, I just heard is that super draft is actually backed by Caesar palace. So now you've oh. got MGM, you've got uh, Harris, you've got gold nugget. All these big companies are trying to get into the day DFS game. Cause guess what? Um, there's going to be more people playing DFS when we get to go back to Vegas and sit in poolside and we're going to be banging on our phones. Like nobody's really going to be going up to the cashier anymore. Right. It's everybody's going to be betting from their phones. And then if they want cash live, they can go get it or something. I, I don't know We're the evolution it is on. Yeah, I can already see it. I mean, you guys are like, and I'm sure if I'm thinking about it, the CEOs and you know the the those those the powers that be in the gambling game are are already thinking about it. You're sitting at the blackjack table during the football season, and they're putting iPads in front of each seat so that while you're playing blackjack, you you could also be doing your DFS at the same time running through the casino. So, you know, like you said, it's sponsored by Caesars Palace. So if you're playing at Caesars, you're betting at the blackjack table, they have like a little iPad there for you, you know, from, you know, from the casino and you log in there and you can do all your DFS through there, you know, and and use, you know, their money and and betting. So now they can double dip. We're slowly becoming, (laughs) we're slowly becoming the people from, uh, what's that one with the little robot? Wally. Wally. That's what we're slowly becoming. That's funny. I pictured a robot coming up. Would you like to bet? Would you like to bet? <laughs> <laughs> with with drinks, by the way. Exactly. Exactly. With, with drinks. A wave, it's a wave of the future. Well, speaking of, would you like to bet prop bets? Ricky, you were the prop bet king. And by the way, acknowledgement: my boy Blue came through. I can't believe it was Blue. I was. Certain- I said Blue. It would be just a color that doesn't stain your tongue. <laughs> you, what? What is that even about? Why is that even a thing? <laughs> because you went, it, you went to the science of Gatorade, like yeah, man, blue. I, I was just thinking the psyche of a of a player, <laughs> like who wins the championship and gets MVP. Last thing he wants is to. I replied to you. I'm was, going to Disneyland, he and then he has freaking blue all. You just won a million dollar gigantic rock of a chunk of a ring for your finger. You, you're really not going to care about the blue Gatorade on your tongue. Hey, you also don't want to become a meme. That's yeah, the era. I wouldn't care. Now. I wouldn't Ricky, care. Ricky, I think they, they took care of the coloring of your tongue like a couple of years ago. So I think. 
Hey, I but anyway, to- so so one of my favorite props was the the national anthem, and it did go over. So I was very excited for that. Uh, yep. My it was two minutes sixteen seconds was the over under, and uh, I believe I don't know what it was. I want to say like two twenty two. Okay. So and, and they had and check it out. They had an opening eight count on the uh, instruments on the instrumental side. Do you, do you see the warm up? You know where they do like a little guitar before they even start singing? Did you guys pick right. it? Interesting. Yeah. So that doesn't count. They, they only, like once she starts, once the words start, that's when they start timing it. No, I know a song is a song, right? Yeah. Oh no way! Yeah. They, well, when I when I read the bet, it said from the second the singer starts. Oh really? The end of oh. uh, the word brave. Oh. Interesting. And wow. it still so, went over two I, minutes well, though. Real close yeah. then, because I had. Right, well, well, I guess they. I'm not yeah. sure if you guys talked about it. they practiced at 216. Yeah, the, the rehearsal. Someone timed the rehearsal at 216. So that's, why, that's they why they did they it. changed it. Because before it was at two minutes. It was, it was yeah. at a minute 59. It was 159. And then they, after the rehearsal, they moved it up to 216. Yeah. Yeah, because I think the word Bray was Bray. <laughs> and there were prop bets like, uh, will they omit any of the words from it or change it? Uh, there is one on. I loved the the halftime performance uh, on the weekend. Will he mention Trump? Will he mention this? Those are prop bets. So stupid. Yeah, these are prop bets. <laughs> wow, and that's awesome. I, I put a dollar in it because it's like, yeah, I put a dollar, win like ten bucks. But obviously cool. he didn't. Uh, but it was uh, it was fun just for those. For the Gatorade man, I picked red. I picked orange, and I picked lime. Oh, so when I saw oh. blue. I was just like, man. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 that guy at the roulette wheel that bets like first twelve, second twelve, and like <laughs> and like and like ten different numbers, like all, and then, and then zero comes up. Like, no, uh, two of us picked blue. You should have gone with the crew, the blue crew. Come That's on. Right. Oh, and hey, Brady, negative two rushing yards. Oh yeah. The point five. Did we call that, did, did, yard. Yeah, we talked about that. We yep. talked about I, that. I had to bet where it was. Uh, uh, how many quarterbacks will throw in the game? 2.5 over under. So I picked under. I figured they're not going to do a flea flicker. So I went on that. Those were the kind of bets I, I liked to do because it was like the odds were just crazy. And it's like if it happens, cool, I'll win a good amount of money here and yeah. there. And then we, then what else, what else did we talk about? They, uh, Tampa Bay would receive. We hit that. You guys said that that Tampa Bay was going to score a touchdown first. So that's where I was like, okay. And then that and then that, that uh, Tampa Bay would have more rushing yards. Those are those are my calls. So, I mean, I didn't yeah. bet them, but maybe next year I will. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I bet that one. And then I bet on the third quarter. Because traditionally, if you look at all the games on the quarters, third quarter is always a big, big scoring. And they had it at 10 and a half, the, the lowest amount uh, out of all the four, four quarters. So I said 10 and a half points, that's easy. But it didn't look easy. But you had, again, that's when uh, Tampa Bay just went off. And I think they got uh, 10 points. And then uh, Casey got their field goal. So that was that was good. Good man. Yeah, I, I think I put it in for Godwin over five and a half. And Evans and Godwin together had three catches. We'll never <laughs> see them again in our lifetime. That, was, that, that one's still shocking to me. I, I, I couldn't believe that one. That one, I, I, I thought that Evans might not have a big game, but then I thought, but then I kind of talked myself into the fact that, that he's going to go, that Brady's going to go with his big guns and, and Evans is one his, his biggest gun, but, uh, and, and Godwin, that one was shocking. You know, you've been looking for him so much and only found, only found him twice yesterday. So that's nuts. I don't know. Well, you know, now we're in the, in the off season. I mean, there's some guys who probably played their last games and you know, that, that another big part of the, uh, you know, the teams, uh, at what breaks up Super Bowl teams is free agency that guys, you know, end up having big games and price themselves out for, I think Leonard Fournette was a prime example of that yesterday. I mean, it, it, do you guys, anybody see him coming back or, or, or signing somewhere else? I, I think it's better for him to stay, uh, yeah, because he just looked awesome, and he—he he, we know that if he stays, he's going to be more utilized next year. So it's better for him to stay. I already think he's on thin ice, so it's Godwin who I think needs to go. Really? See, yeah. I think I think Godwin's staying, but I but now, might... I think, think it's clouded there. It's clouded with Evans. It's clouded with it uh, AB with Gronk with even Bray. 
So, and he wasn't the best this year. He did okay here and there, but well, he was he hurt a lot. He missed like four games with injuries. So, I even when he did play, out. he had a lot of busts. Oh, so, clean it out and pick up a running back because they could do that. And again, since he left, uh, since Brady doesn't have to deal with penalties as far as draft picks anymore, because that stayed <laughs> back over at New England, <laughs> well, they can actually, you know. Uh, and again, I know we're going to do picks there, but I'm going to pick Tampa Bay again to win it next year back to back. Oh my Bay. goodness! All right. Well, before Their defense is, I mean, defense wins championships, right? That's what every, that's that's what everybody says, right? I mean, if these guys can stay together, they have a that, that's going to be uh, that's going to be tough. I know it's, and they got a lot and of Sean McCoy. They do not need. I see that you have no. that in the script. I'm just like he's the new Frank Gore. Yeah, he. I think I think he may have played. I, I don't think he's coming back at all. So I don't, I think he's gone. A- Antonio Brown is the the big wild card in there. Just the fact that you know could he, I mean because I think Gronk if he chooses to play he's coming back and they'll figure something out. AB is the wild card and I think it's kind of tied to Godwin. So if one I think I think one of those two is coming back and I don't know which one but I would lean toward Godwin. I don't Gronk I don't know two touchdowns. I mean, <clears throat> don't you leave on that note? I mean, if I'm going to karaoke, I'm going to leave the bar after I sing my best song. Right? Uh, exactly. Sweet Caroline. <laughs> oh man, I think Gronk skips like the first half of the season then he comes Probably. he's a veteran he doesn't want to he doesn't want to deal with the whole season oh man he, though he talked though he talked about the fact that he's adopted some of the tb12 method so ew, can't it. what's what's the tb12 method all of his crazy eating avocado ice cream and all the you know all the diet and exercise uh stuff the you know, of youth man pliability instead of uh instead of heavyweight training so different types of stuff like that <laughs> There you go. And you go going back to the uh you know going back to the, the you know the Brady way, you know, who who does he pick up next year? You know, just you know, just yeah. like we talked about he scooped up a couple of guys, you know, after he came to Tampa Bay, he was the guy, he's like a general manager. You know, he could be coached, I think he's, he's picked GM. them up though. He wants A B, he wants Gronk. No, 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 that's yeah. not my my point is who are those guys that are not on Tampa Bay now? That are going to be there next year because next year he's going to recruit some new guys to come to the show. Yeah, so, I think he recruited the exact team he wants. Right yeah, but now. there's, there's always running, more. There's what's always a running back more. that wants a ring that just that hasn't gotten a ring who will take less money. Yeah, right. and that's exactly it. He's like LeBron. The uh, like, not the like LeBron. Who are the guys for the Lakers uh, the, from Utah Jazz? Jazz? Carl Malone. Carl Malone when he came over oh, the yeah. Lakers. Yeah, he came to the Lakers. And just you know, he took the the veterans minimum, him and uh, the other guy. Oh, Gary Payton. Gary Payton. Uh, Tom Brady. I mean, he he's always taking a pay cut. You know, he could have he could have asked for a lot more. Uh, but you know, hey, it's like you know. But if you like the Warriors, you want to go to the Warriors so you can go get a ring. And uh, you know, that's oh. what you, Kevin Durant did. I want to jump into that, but I think let, let's talk about two Kansas City players that are going to be free agents: Sammy Watkins, Le'Veon Bell. Either of them back with them? Both of them need to retire because uh, <laughs> they're just not going to be useful anymore. They're going to be backups. Sammy's young. Who's young? Sammy Watkins. Yeah, but there's so many young wide receivers out there that are way more effective than he is. Uh, I think he did good one game this year, if that. He, he needs to go. They're fine over there. Yeah, Pringle turned, and Hardman are going to develop into nice little uh, receivers there. He turned 28. He turns 28 this year. Uh, uh, who? Watkins I, or Bell? Uh, uh, Watkins. Bell is going to turn 29 in, a few, in this, this, month? this month. Watch Bell go to uh, Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah. There you go. Ooh, man. I can totally man. see that. And that's what I'm saying. That, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. That could totally happen. I can see that. You heard it here first. Reunited with with Antonio Brown, man. Reunited, like was it Peaches and Herb? (laughs) And it feels so good. good. There it is, man. All right, so we we, we're gonna our our last real segment uh, picks for Super Bowl Fifty Six, which is gonna be in in mine mine Ricky and and Hector's backyard or front yard, whatever SoFi Stadium in L.A. So, uh, Nico, you start us up. You you teased it a little bit. Por qué? Por qué Tampa Bay? Por qué the Bucks? Well, you know what? It's 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 that feeling. It's kind of like it, it's storybook. You know, I thought, God, you know, Tom Brady shouldn't have been here, but 
after I already placed my bet on Kansas City, I'm like, you know what? They're going to win because it's just how it's supposed to go. And uh, Tom Brady will be kind of like, you know, like like Tom Brady (laughs) or Montana, you know, where, or, or, you know, back to back, you know, because that's what he needs to do again. He's going to do it there. And again, now that everyone has seen him do it, if there were any doubters at Tampa Bay, as far as players, they're going to shut up now and they're just going to listen to whatever he says. And I think, you know, I don't think Brady's going to coach, but he would be an excellent coach, but I just don't think he wants to do that later. Um, I think he coaches through his play. I think, I, yeah. I think he definitely coaches his teammates right now. I, I don't think, I, I think you're right. He doesn't want to coach after he's done, but he'll definitely coach up guys while he's playing with them. And I, I think you saw that. You saw that with, uh, you saw that with so many guys, just like the example of the Devin White story earlier. So I get it. I get it. Yeah. Gre- Greggy, Greg, what are you thinking? You know, um, man, I, well, it's hard to go against Tampa Bay. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm telling you what, I'm going to go Bills. Ooh. Um, I got like going Bills going back. Uh, since what 95 uh so let's see here um man i guess i gotta well it's it's not those guys it's it's nobody from the nfc east uh no bears the saints maybe you know um seahawks maybe rams oh whoa uh-oh so Greg, are you just going to say all of them so you can say, well, I thought about them. <laughs> <laughs> you heard me on the radio. Come on. I mentioned I'm going Bucks. Bucks again. Bucks, Bills. Bucks, Bills. Oh. Awesome. Ricky, I think you teased yours too. Uh, yeah, definitely think Herbert's going to be able to take the Chargers to the Super Bowl. Uh, you heard it here first. And uh, I think what it's going to be against Green Bay. I think Green Bay is finally going to make it back so just so they can lose. Come on, pick the Chargers and the Rams. I, I was thinking that. <laughs> and then when I heard you say the Rams, I was like, oh, that just sounded nasty. So, so I how decided crazy. Green Bay. How crazy. The, the, the new SoFi Stadium gets built by Stan Kroenke, owner of the Rams. And in the first, if in the first year the Chargers go to the Super Bowl and not the not the Rams, so that'd be crazy. <laughs> well, you know what? The first year in L.A., the Rams went to the Super Bowl before. You know, even though they were in whatever stadium they were, the Coliseum, it still hurt. But I think the Chargers, we found our QB. We're gonna be there. We're gonna be there plenty of times. Uh, well, th- that's where we're gonna be talking about the offensive line also needing help. That's another offensive line. So definitely. Hector, ¿qué dices? I'm going with the Rams. Woo! Rams, baby. Sean McVay was in the Super Bowl a couple years back. I think he'll be back. I think Matt Stafford, uh, he's just, I don't know. The guy was, I mean, I picked him, you know, on my fantasy team, thinking that he was going to do some great things. I think that whole offensive philosophy this year was just garbage. They, it all started off bad, in, in, you know, the very first, the very first from week one, um, there was that drop in the end zone, remember? Remember that? Uh, forget who's yep. the, 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 DeAndre and, Swift. Yeah, exactly. Yep. He, it, the ball was in his hands. It was a it was like an automatic win, and it was all downhill from there. Stafford is way better than what we saw this past season. Um, I think he's going to come back with a vengeance. The Rams' offense is stout. We got Robert Woods there. You got Cooper Cup. You got Higby. You got Aaron Donald on the defensive side. So I think I think Stafford may have just been that missing piece that they just needed. Um, we already know McVay is a great coach, so I'm looking forward to see what Stafford can do with that, you know, with a, with a new lease on life there here in LA at a brand new shiny stadium. Uh, so that's my pick Rams all the way. Oh man. Well, yeah, I'm going to verse who, whoever else, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't get that far yet. <laughs> hey, you know, since Greg also picked the bucks, I have to pick the team they're going to beat and, and I'll pick uh, the Ravens on that one. So. Baltimore Ooh, wow that's a good pick that's a good I pick think I, he's wrong but wow <laughs> i was i was thinking that but uh you know with the one nobody else picked these guys the chiefs um, i think that's the easy pick right i'm, I'm going I'm, i would have picked the chiefs had i not been a chargers fan yeah well, I got I, I went Chiefs because I, I think they're going to use this as, use this as fuel. I think they're going to fix the offensive line and then just probably get just good enough on the defense. And I yeah I I think uh, you know Mahomes Kelsey Kelsey and Hill just you know come back and roll it out again. I think they're going to be fantastic. I'm picking them over the Packers. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to 
is going to do his vengeance tour and, uh, and, you know, losing that one. And I think he's going to, you know, another way to stick it to the, uh, to, to the ownership for, you think uh, he's going to run in the touchdown next time? I think he will run in the touchdown (laughs) next time. (laughs) Oh man. Well, Hey, you know, so we are officially in off off season mode. So for the family, FFP.com vacation. Yes. Vacation show. So uh, we're going to be looking at weekly shows uh, featuring us primos. So once a week for, uh, and so for the next month or so, we'll be reviewing 2020 talking players and their teams kind of like, you know, they're looking ahead a little fantasy outlooks for 2021, because we still don't know where teams are going to be. And this is talking about the players that we know are coming back. Obviously guys that are free agents, we could speculate a little, but, you know, I think that that ends up being a lot of empty hot air and we've already got plenty of that on this podcast, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, I think we'll talk, I think we'll definitely talk trends. Uh, you know, what, what we're looking for, the rookie receiver trend, the, uh, the quarterbacks who run maybe trend a little bit. So we'll do that when free agency picks up that's in three uh, on March 17th. That's when we're going to start breaking down players where they land, how the fantasy outlook changes the whole thing. And then it's going to be draft time, uh, which is at the end of April, uh, April 29th through May 1st Uh, last year. I think you guys remember uh, our buen amigo Jordan Bohink from uh, a former colleague of mine. He's been breaking down college tape because he is a major dynasty football player. And he offered to do kind of like breaking down quarterbacks, call it uh, running backs. Yeah. And uh, kind of breaking guys down. So we'll kind of break them down kind of the, uh, you know, the off uh, uh, when, when the primos aren't on. So uh, we'll do that. But yeah, I think it's one of those things where um, I think we'll talk about it a little bit, but I think we're going to really talk about them after they've signed after they've been drafted and where we know where they landed because i think that's where we really can gauge their fantasy value i think i think because that's how we started last year right after the draft so and for me you know i'll be doing some uh interviews with uh, people in sports media as well as other fantasy experts throughout the uh fantasy industry so you know kind of like picking their brains kind of helping us how we're going to grow this podcast a little bit more so We'll, we'll go from that and you never know, maybe we'll throw some, uh, MLB, NBA, maybe some NCAA turning talk, uh, you know, and, and, uh, as always, there's going to be plenty of cheese, man, plenty of cheese, man. So a lot of fun to talk about, but, uh, but yeah, for now, everybody, you know, it's, that's, that's it for our crudo show, our, our hangover. So, uh, thanks again to anchor for being our hosting network and making sure our independent podcast gets out in the family, community. Uh, again, I want to say a big shout out to, uh, Primo Greggy, Greg, Greggy, Greg, uh, you know, I gave you, I, I gave uh, Pacific Coast trails run trail runs a, a little plug last time. Give us, give us a little plug one more time. Yeah. So, uh, for those of you guys don't know, uh, I produce uh, trail running events in California and, uh, you know, business will be a year, March 7th that we really haven't produced anything. So, yeah. So when we, uh, Get out of COVID. Uh, we're hoping August uh, will be our first event in uh, near San Francisco. We got one in uh, Santa Clarita area in uh, September. We're hoping to do that. Um, and it's PacificCoastTrailruns.com. And I'm launching a new online uh, digital uh, racing uh, platform with called Open Course Trail Racing, meaning if you've got a, a watch and a GPS uh, device that you can drop into uh, any software. And then our website, uh, you can race with this year round. So we're, uh, we're, we made a big pivot. Uh, but what we do is we do live in-person racing as our thing. But again, we've been hit hard. So, uh, you know, I, I found a way to, uh, have a side hustle in through DFS this year, which, uh, I spent a lot of time on. So, but, uh, yeah, thanks for the plug. It's Pacific Coast Oh, find it. I'll put it on the show notes, everybody. So it'll be good. Uh, you know, as always, it's always fun having Primo Nico because he, you know, at, as uh, always, he gives us funny nicknames like Fabio Football. So that's always fun. Um, <laughs> it's going to stick. It's going to stick. I'm telling you, yes, we're going to make it stick. So uh, you got a lot smarter this year, too, and you won a championship. So uh, right. I, think we, I think we all got a lot smarter. And we'll be talking about how much smarter we've gotten in future shows. But uh, make sure you find our original content at familiafp.com. I'll be up updating articles on there uh both uh, you know both fantasy football oriented and maybe some fun stuff here and there and uh, remember follow us on twitter and instagram at familia ffb you can find me at jorge martin 17 hector 
What the heck? Two T's. Oh, yes. And, and again, the 2021 New Year's resolution, we're going to get Ricky on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> and, and don't forget our Familia FFB Good luck. Page. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't forget our Familia FFB Facebook page, everybody. Gracias otra vez. We're looking Gracias. forward to Oh, yes. We're looking forward to a great offseason. And remember, everybody, todos somos familia. Adios, amigos. Salud. Ay, 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 ay.